Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, adulting with ADHD listeners. I'm not sure if you've noticed, but I am several days behind schedule. So I I feel like I owed it to you guys to hop on here real quick and give you an update. I'm hard at work coming up with the next season. I finally have the episode I intended to publish several several days ago. And so I'm going to go ahead and share that now. And I'm going to come back in January and give you the best show I can because you're worth it. And I deserve to put out good stuff and feel good about what I'm putting out. And so that's what we're going to do. And if you're still hanging around, I'm still, I'm running polls, doing a lot of research to come up with the best ways to create content for you and communicate with you. Right now, I'm really good on email. Contact at adultingwithadhd.com. And according to the polling, I've been doing a lot here on Instagram, and I'm going to really make an effort to try to be on there more. And I'm also on threads. So yeah, during the break, if you have any questions, I'm going to start a mailbox segment probably as soon as I start getting some questions. You can be anonymous, of course, if you want to be. Just let me know in the email. And so my handle on Instagram is ADHDadulting, and it's the same one on threads. Until next time, and until next year, happy adulting. In this episode, we're going to focus on one of the most underrated ADHD symptoms, which is emotional dysregulation. First, a little story time. Imagine a little child, Sarah. Some of my first memories were from having other people frustrated with me for having big feelings. And it's taking me a very long time to even have the clarity to sum it up like that. And it wouldn't be until my mid-30s that I even knew there was something different about my brain wiring. And at least not until 40 that I would even understand that brain wiring can impact how intensely I feel and react to things. So yeah, I often think about the almost 40 years or so that I've gone through having strong emotional reactions to things, especially as a child. Honestly, it's heartbreaking to think so many of us went so long without having those dots connected. And I had something happen recently that reminded me of that struggle. And that's why I wanted to do this episode. I take for granted that not everyone knows about this connection. I think I first learned about it when I was taking an ADHD coaching class. And if you're not like that deep into the to the stuff, you may not even know. So I thought I'd dive into it a little bit here. So yeah, let's try to understand a little bit about emotional dysregulation and ADHD. First, what is it? It refers to the difficulty of managing emotions. Uh, this whole thing of having intense and emotional responses and and with people with ADHD that can this can manifest as extreme anger, frustration, sadness, anxiety. And these intense emotions can significantly impact daily life. It affects your relationships your school performance, your work performance, your overall well-being. No big deal, right? No pressure. So despite its prevalence, emotional dysregulation is not included in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. So that's basically like where all the diagnostic criteria can be found for 
all kinds of mental disorders, but nowhere do they list emotional dysregulation as a symptom. And I was watching recently a webinar on Attitude magazine led by Dr. William Dotson, a very world-renowned adult ADHD expert. And he was telling the attendees that there's been a recent surge in interest in this whole emotional dysregulations connection to ADHD. And um, he attributes it to the FDA's new pathways for drug companies to investigate this aspect. And it's really interesting. If you want to check that out, I'll put the link in the show notes. But basically, previously, research revolved around behavioral symptoms and neglected other critical components of ADHD, like emotional control. So yeah, that's super interesting. That makes me even happier that we're talking about it right now. And he also gave a bit of an explanation of what's happening in the brain. And basically, he says the condition is primarily seen as an issue of insufficient inhibition, uh, which affects your emotional expression and your intensity. And the brain's majority of inhibitory functions, which are critical in regulating responses, are often underactive in ADHD brains. That's where the challenges with emotions and behaviors comes from. So as you could imagine, that's really important understanding ADHD, not just for children, but adults alike. So yeah, let's get into how this can actually impact you. Um, now that we've been over the sciencey stuff. Okay, so these are just a few examples, but adults with ADHD often struggle with impulsivity. We know that. And this can lead to really emotional reactions in personal relationships. For example, you might say something hurtful in an argument on impulse without thinking about the consequences, which can leave wounds. So these impulsive reactions can create tension, and mistrust in relationships as others might perceive perceive you as insensitive or thoughtless. I, I have personal experience in that for sure. And I, I'm so grateful I have a partner who not only under understands that nuance, but also is just super patient and forgiving because easily I could could have encountered people who weren't as understanding. And I, I see this play out all the time in, in different ways with people who are close to me. Yeah, it's real. Emotional dysregulation can make it challenging for adults with ADHD to just manage those emotional highs and lows. Um, and partners and loved ones, they can struggle coping with that. For instance, you might have become overly upset or frustrated over what are perceived to be minor issues. And that could be excruciating for your partner, cause strain in the relationship. Inconsistent emotional responses can make it hard for others to, to really know, predict, and respond appropriately to what you need. And, and this is in no way to bash us, by the way. They're definitely, it, it's one of those explanation versus excuse. Like I, I read these things to explain why we are the way, this is to shed light on uh, why we're the way we are. And um, we don't get a free pass, but at the same time, we, are, we also aren't we don't deserve to feel paralyzing shame over this either so please don't take these as that as someone who experiences a lot of these kind of things i have come to the conclusion that the marilyn monroe quote right if you can't handle me at my worst you don't deserve me at my best i I've noticed recently I've been extending that to other people. I've made conscious decisions recently to 
I'm going to tolerate this person who's being at their worst right now because I know how good they can be. So it goes both ways. Like you, you deserve that grace and you need to give it to others. And yeah, just a, a quick aside there, because I know this is like some pretty harsh stuff. Like, for example, like overwhelm, emotional shutting down. Adults with ADHD, they deal with those things, right? When overwhelmed, we like to withdraw from social situations or shut down emotionally or become irritable or distant. Distant. For example, you might be having an emotionally charged discussion with a friend or a group of friends, and you may need to withdraw from the conversation to save yourself because you can feel yourself heating up and you don't want to be that person blowing up in this discussion. You get real quiet. You disengage. Maybe you lose interest because you can't engage. Who hasn't been there, right? And this emotional shutdown can leave others in your wake feeling unsupported or frustrated straining the relationship say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. And then these issues extend to the workplace and the classroom. Emotional dysregulation, constrained professional relationships. You may struggle to control your emotions. You might have impulsive outbursts at work or mood swings. It could be challenging to collaborate effectively on the job. And then that kind of bleeds into your reputation and your advancements, your opportunities for career advancement. And so this can complicate everything. It can impact criticism and feedback, how you may have difficulty receiving feedback, and that can impact your situation at work. And honestly, who doesn't have problems um, handling feedback, right? I mean, that's a common thing in everyone, but because we are so impulsive and the way our brains are wired, it it amplifies things that maybe neurotypical person might be able to carry on with their day, but maybe it's debilitating for you. As a side note, I I would be remiss in this episode not to mention rejection-sensitive dysphoria, RSD, which is mentioned in the webinar that I mentioned earlier, if you want to learn more about it. But um, that whole thing of rejection and your reactions to perceived criticism and how they're like super amplified in people with ADHD. And if you're not familiar with that term, check it out. And that's a whole other thing that that is a part of this emotional dysregulation puzzle. So if you're in school, you might, your emotional dysregulation might interfere with learning and academic achievement, you you may become easily frustrated or discouraged when faced with challenging tasks. It may be hard for you to concentrate, finish assignments. That starts impacting your grades and overall academic success. It can lead to a cycle of self-doubt and decreased motivation. And that kind of leads to the next thing is stress management. All that is stressful, right? And so emotional dysregulation can just make it harder to, to manage the stress of professional and academic endeavors. And when you're faced with high pressure situations, you may experience intense anxiety, irritability, overwhelm. The emotional response can negatively affect your decision-making abilities. It could lead to poor performances on tasks 
um, exams, whatnot. And, and that, that chronic stress is, is just not good for you. It, it can lead to burnout and it can impact long-term career and academic prospects. So that there's a lot at stake here with this emotional dysregulation, which makes it even more imperative that we start talking about this more and acknowledging it and not just writing these things away as moral judgments, like, yeah, someone who can't control themselves, that doesn't make them a bad person. There's a difference between not being able to fully have control of yourself and deliberately being a jerk. And I, I do think that distinction needs to be made more clear in the workplace and in classrooms. Two big things we haven't talked about yet are therapy and medication and what their role is in all this. So first, therapy plays a crucial role. Therapists can help you develop skills and techniques. For example, mindfulness or cognitive behavioral stuff. And if you're not familiar with cognitive behavioral strategies, your mileage may vary. It, it works really well for some people with ADHD and not so well with others. In my personal case, it worked really well for me. You might want to look into that and you may seek out a therapist who specializes in CBT if you think that's something that could help you. Through therapy, you can gain self-awareness. You can start to understand recurring patterns and, and learn better ways to cope. And yeah, and just being in the care of a trusted professional in an objective environment. It's not your husband or your sister. It's someone who is trained and um, qualified to help you. And along the same vein, medication can be very helpful. And I really did. This was a, an interesting framing for me, thinking of ADHD medication as a way to manage your emotional ups and downs. I had never really considered that at first. The first several years I was being treated with ADHD, I always linked the medication with the executive function stuff. Like, it's going to help me get things done. It's going to help me make my boss happy. <laughs> I started learning that once I learned about this emotional dysregulation piece, I, I realized it's far more than that. It's being able to manage your child at the end of the day when you're like just so tired and you're so over it and you're trying to model good behavior <laughs> and you don't want to explode. Medicine can help with that and not just stimulants, but non-stimulants too. I'll point you again to Dr. Dotson's webinar. He has specific medications he uses for emotional challenges like RSD, and they're not necessarily stimulants. They're not actually. And so it's all very interesting. I'm purposefully not diving into it here because I'm not a doctor. I'm Sarah. I'm a patient. But I really do encourage you to check that link out in the, in the description, in the show notes. But yeah, let's talk a bit about how I cope. Let's get more of the patient. Let's get more of... Yeah, so here are some... Here are three of my favorite coping techniques. These are not meant to be prescriptive. This is just meant to inspire you um, to come up with your own. But for me, anything water is really helpful. This could be swimming in the backyard, taking a bath, going somewhere where there's water, going to the beach. It, it's always been a very um, rewarding sensory experience for me. And it, it's always been calming and soothing. And so I seek out water when I have emotional overwhelm. Another thing I do is I do a lot of brain dumping. And so this is just opening up a document on your computer or a, a notepad and just writing out everything in your head. Like literally you're emptying everything out and that's really helpful. You don't even have to keep it. You don't even have to read it. You just, you get it out. And then the last thing is walking outside, which has been established to be really good for you anyway, right? And you're outside in the sunlight and there's all these health benefits of that and the green stuff, having leaves and grass and there's well-documented benefits there. But also when you're walking, 
combined with that, it can be really potent. It gives you an endorphin release and it, it can really help manage that feeling of stress and overwhelm. Another thing I use to manage stress, there, there is research on that too. I don't think there's enough research yet that people are, are flocking to the CBD, but I can tell you from my personal experience that it's been very beneficial. And I did go over the research and it does seem like the jury's still out. But for me, I feel very good recommending that. And I would say if you want to get started, like I said, shoot me an email if you have any questions, but definitely worth looking into, in my opinion. In conclusion, emotional dysregulation absolutely is related to ADHD and absolutely must be figured out to have your best shot at professional academic relationship thriving. Like it's just, it's so fundamental. And so it's important to not only consider and look into therapy and medicine, but it's also important to come up with your own things at home, which therapists and doctors can help you with or other patients. You can see what other people are doing. Yeah. And if you have any good strategies you want me to share, you should write in at contact at adulting with com. And until next time, happy adulting.